0: Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's North Side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the South Side Hitmen, the good guys who wear
1: black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azuki, by far, uh, he was my favorite player well, all time. It's Paul Konerko. I love the hot dogs. I
0: love. The- grilled onions, and
1: I can't believe it's been 13 years, 13 painful, painful years. (laughs) Because
0: good guys wear black, good
1: guys talk back. Tuesday, March 5th, 2019, we are Good Guys Talk Back, everything Chicago White Sox. This is episode 13 uh, we are a fan-centric, blue-collar Chicago White Sox uh, podcast. He is Jeff Julian. I am Nick Morawski. Happy uh, Fat Tuesday, Jeff. Yeah, did
0: you get your poonchki? I that, did, uh, several. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and can you yeah. spell
1: it? Uh, P-A-C-Z-K-I? Yes. Yeah.
0: And does the A have the... There's the, something. There's, there's, a, some... there's something at the bottom. Yeah. 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 Poonchki very yes sure uh-huh <laughs> never would have uh you know if i hadn't been told that never would have guessed that
1: it's it's punchki day yes it's it's what it is it is i had one i had yeah. one
0: today my uh, friend from work claudia very kindly mm-hmm. brought me one uh from her stash after work and <laughs> and then i was nice enough to I, I love that she had a stash she had a stash and uh i was nice uh-huh. enough to i did, you know I, I i've got a commute i was driving home yeah. it was sitting there uh-huh, on the yeah. console mm-hmm. and i didn't eat it uh, good for you i brought it home split it with my wife and, the chicago
1: uh, ways to sit on the eisenhower and eat a punch <laughs> <Right>. uh <laughs> yeah, so you right. would have been you'd have been just fine no judgment yeah yeah uh well good for you
0: and uh and i i i do remember you had a few this weekend when i saw you <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't I, want to let that go unnoticed. I well, mean, you you looked like you ate for the cycle based on listen, what I could see.
1: Uh, listen, yesterday was uh, kazmier Pulaski Day, so as any uh, you know, uh, as any good uh, Polish man would do, he has a couple punchkis on kazmier Pulaski <laughs> Day, right. and then a couple on Punchki Day. Yes, there's nothing wrong with
0: no, that. No, no, no. I, I just I just wanted to get that out there <laughs> oh, that I good. wasn't the only one thank eating you. them. You know.
1: Uh, thank you. Uh, well. Folks, uh, welcome uh, once again. Uh, We really appreciate uh, you joining us. Uh, We know that you get your Sox information and entertainment in uh, so many different places, and uh, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, This is Good Guys Talk Back, and we are all about the Chicago White Sox. Um, We are well into spring training here on this Tuesday, March 5th. Uh, We're going to get to uh, some USA Today projections of what... Uh, the regular season might look like. Uh, we hopefully will get to an interesting article about specialized pitching, uh, which is kind of the hot topic. A uh, good article that uh, uh, Jeff Julian found. Uh, Want to talk about uh, you know the Kenny Williams business, the Sox brass, Ricky Renteria, kind of caught in the middle. Um, some interesting articles in the Sun Times uh, the last few days. Of course, we want to talk about uh, money bags. Bryce Harper, man, that's a you could buy a few uh, Punchkeys. That is a lot of money. The city of Chicago, Milwaukee, and Pittsburgh. A lot of money. A lot of years. Uh huh. That is going to end bad. Oh, all right. We're (laughs) going to get to that. Uh, But first, we've got some uh, some sad news and some happy news. Uh, We uh, lost King Kong Bundy uh, today. Uh, Yes. For all of you WWF uh, eighties nineties fans. King Kong Bundy, not just a clever name. He was a giant of a man, uh, 6'4", maybe around 500 pounds. He was a big dude. And, you know, he also appeared on
0: that, what was that show, Boy Meets World? He had like a, yeah, he had like a, not like a regular reoccurring role, but he he was on there occasionally. I read that in his obituary. (laughs) Well, not in his obituary, but maybe the article Uh, about his death. Huh
1: um i had him uh with on married with children and that was going to be the connection uh, to chicago okay he appeared in an episode uh, with married with children that program was set in chicago yeah Uh, that's why uh, we need to bring it up here on this chicago uh, white Sox podcast yeah
0: he was i think a lot of people remember the hulk hogan andre the giant wrestlemania moment but king kong bundy had a pretty big moment with hogan at the at the previous WrestleMania 2 uh, yeah, steel cage. Yeah. And that was sort of part and parcel of building that yeah. Hulk Hogan legend. Mm-hmm. And off you go a real with, giant slayer. Yeah. So what, what, what I want to add is so before every show, Nick puts together a sheet with the topics that we're going to discuss. Yeah, yeah. A shot sheet. And, and I looked at the first line and it just said, RIP, KKB slash HBD, mm-hmm. yeah. and I thought it was some new <laughs> metric for pitching that that, <laughs> that like I, I thought you had all of a sudden had a change of heart and you we were going white collar on the baseball and you were going oh, no. sab, saber metrics. No, no,
1: no, I would never do that to you. Um, although I bet you I could feed that and slip that into Twitter and folks might <laughs> might buy right. into that. Right, uh, it's
0: like right-handed innings pitched. With two strikeouts
1: and one walk, yeah, right. I could probably (laughs) pitch. We could sell that. We could sell that. No, it's uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't a. I think he was a heel. He was a villain almost his entire career wrestling, yeah, uh, professional wrestling. But, yeah, I I knew him from that big uh, WrestleMania two matchup, that steel cage matchup, and just knowing that he was kind of always. I think he might have been in the Heenan family. Just that heel that was always starting trouble.
0: He, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, if you if you've watched over the years, guys with that, there's plenty of big dudes in wrestling, but those kind of, uh, those are like once in a generation kind of guys that come
1: around. (laughs) What are you laughing about? I I don't I didn't know where you were going with that. Uh what did you think? no, I don't know, but uh a real shame, a real shame. Uh, I can't finish the thought. You have to finish your thought. You had it really well thought out.
0: <laughs> I'd like to get to the bottom of what I, th- I I yeah, thought you please. were
1: getting into a like he had trained to be that large. That was just <laughs> Like he just man, he's just a big guy. You no, can't but, teach that size. But, you can't teach that size. What I
0: meant was, well, this is all off off off, just, off, know, off the it, rails now. But it just just that a guy, that, those type of guys only come al- along a few times. Like Andre the Giant, yeah. King Kong Bundy. You know, uh, I there, there's who who are those two? The tag teams that 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 were named oh. after <laughs> <laughs> weather. <laughs> <laughs> It was like Earthquake.
1: Good Lord. Uh, Earthquake and Typhoon, the the natural disasters. This is going uh, in in such a different direction. Stick to the shot sheet over here. Well, then you had the Twin Towers. You had Akeem and Big Bossman. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just... um, if you're confused, uh, this is a Chicago White Sox podcast. Right. Uh, we, uh, we, we, really, we 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 s- we slipped down we that old down the wrestling that old but, wrestling slide, right. and once you go down the slide, folks, once you go down, it's mm-hmm. very difficult to try to climb back up. You might as well just slide all the way down the slide. Don't stop and try to climb back up. Let it go, and then the thoughts and the ideas will all this just is, go away, and you can get back on track. Um, so, all right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so let's get um, let's get into the, the happier news today. Yes, uh, the, yes. the more exciting news: a couple of Sox birthdays, birthdays. Uh, to talk about. Uh, the kid wonder uh, Nick Madrigal, who is uh, your starting second baseman for the future, whether you like it or not. Uh, a lot of uh, folks, you know, that speak their mind on social media do not like this guy. Uh, the size, um, the lack of power. Um, He's 22 years old. He was a draft pick uh, by the Sox this past summer from Oregon State. Um, A lot of comparisons to Altuve from the Astros. Um, I'm excited for the guy, actually. Uh, I think that's his position. And the the interesting thing about this guy, he does not strike out. There's some crazy stat that last year in roughly 400 at-bats, he struck out 12 times. Wow. I mean, that's, you know that's uh, i'd like to see that pan out uh, and if it could be uh equated in at the major league level but uh happy birthday to nick madrigal uh, he played in one of the spring training games today and then got uh, reassigned to minor league camp which is there understandable
0: i mean nothing like the gift that keeps on
1: giving <laughs> here's a here's your punchki and right. uh, take that to right. minor league uh, right. camp congratulations um the bigger birthday, uh, not to downplay uh, Nick Madrigal's birthday, but the big birthday is Paul Canerico, folks. Uh, my, uh, my pick on that Sox Rushmore. That's right. Uh, Paulie K celebrating number 43 today. Um, yeah, I, I just I wrote some numbers down, Jeff. Uh, 16 years with the Sox. Yeah. Captain of the Sox from 2006 to 2014 number 2 in franchise for games played number 2 in home runs and RBIs number 2 in extra base hits top 3 in hits and plate appearances um had a statue and his number retired while he was still in active uniform um and i and then there's three three things that i just you know it always comes to mind when i think of paul canerica he he is my number 1 um but you got the you got the grand slam in Game Two of the World Series in two thousand five. Yeah. Uh, that rocket to left field. And if you go out to left field before the game, um, they still have that seat that that's kept blue uh, that's awesome. for where that ball uh, landed. And then in two thousand ten, um, he got hit in the face by a pitch in the first inning. Stayed in the that. game. Yeah. Third inning comes up, faces the same pitcher, crushes a home run. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about. Blue collar, a guy that you want on your team as a White Sox fan. Yeah, talk about that getting hit in the face, and then comes up two innings later and crushes uh, a home run. Doesn't you know what? Doesn't charge the mound. Right. Isn't throwing his helmet. Brushes himself off. Goes to first base. Takes care of business with his bat. Um, and then after the 2005 season, uh, he was a free agent, and there were a, a couple suitors and. Uh, the Angels were one of the big suitors, offered more money. I might have talked about this last week with the, with the Sox, Mount Rushmore, but he took less money, no, no shocker, from Jerry Reinsdorf, and, <laughs> and stayed with the Sox to end his career uh, with the White Sox. And, uh, I mean, that, you know, that just told me that this guy uh, wanted to be a White Sox for the rest of his career, and uh, happy birthday to yeah. Paul Happy Canerco. birthday to the captain. The captain. And there hasn't been another captain since he left. I think Jose Abreu should be anointed captain. You should ex- extend Abreu, give him a contract extension, and give him the captain, the sea. You know, up for debate. But anyway. I support that. Thank you. Um, all right. Mr. Harper. Mr. Mr. Harper. Harper. He got paid, Jeff. Well, I mean, this is a little old news. You know, this happened yeah. Uh, yeah. towards the end of the work week last week. Uh Phillies were a team that were talked about almost all off season. They were gonna play uh pay stupid money. They ended up when things uh got all settled, what was it, thirteen years, three hundred mil? No opt out. Or three thirty mil, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shortchanged him there.
0: Thirteen years, three thirty, no opt outs. No opt out. He's got a no trade clause. So it's it's very beneficial to both parties and both parties are kind of stuck with each other. Right. Yeah. But the thing to me is the, the annual money ended up being like 25, five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Money that the socks had put up per right. year right. in for Machado. Ugh. So to me, yeah. it just, it rubbed the salt right back into the wounds of the fact that this guy was here for the taking, mm-hmm. just like Machado was. And say what you will, and I said it earlier. I think the I think it ends bad badly, but I think it ends badly for a lot of reasons. Just mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you know, thirteen years in one place is a long time. A guy at thirty nine years old is not the same guy he was at twenty six. Wow. Yeah. But I think the first half of this
1: deal. We're
0: going to see something. Yeah. You see the first see six, something. seven
1: years you think are going right. to be your, your productive. And I That's think right. it's a slightly front loaded um, in terms of he's getting more money per year for the first six or seven years. And then it drops off just a little bit towards the back end. But he wanted to be in one team for the rest of his career. He yeah. was looking for a long-term deal. Uh, yeah, because there was more money per
0: year on the table from some other teams Dodgers for, for maybe? shorter. LA? Yeah, I thought it was like 40 mil for, for five yeah. years uh, per per year. 40. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, it just, to me, it, it, here you are again, White Sox on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. only team that didn't end up with, with one of the big free agents, and it just sucks.
1: Of the... Uh, um I think there were three teams uh, that were talking about going all in on uh, Machado and on Harper. San Diego kind of came late to the game. Phillies and Sox were back in November talking about we're all in on both Machado and on Harper. San Diego snuck in and said, you know what, I think we might be able to pull both of those in. Sox are the only team of those three to get completely shut out. Uh, They missed on both of their main targets. Um, and the
0: Harper thing was a foregone conclusion because you After knew, the Manny thing. Yeah, if, yeah. if if you knew they weren't gonna do the money for Manny, you knew they weren't gonna do it for, for, for Harper. And yeah. I'll just put this out there. We don't have to go deep on it, but I think for the city of Chicago, this is just a it's a double strikeout to me because you got two of the best free agents mm-hmm. in a in at least a decade, if not mm-hmm. more, and two of the most vibrant players in the game. At their, in their beginning of their prime, yeah. both the twenty six, and because the Cubs made some bad decisions uh, last year that didn't work out in mm-hmm. free agency, mm-hmm. they they don't get either of these guys, and 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 the White Sox miss out on on Manny, and by missing out on Manny, you miss out on Harper. Imagine what it would be like if one of those guys is on one side of town and the other one's on the yep, other one, absolutely. and th- those two teams are racing through the racing through their divisions respectively. It would, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. Yeah. It would have been amazing.
1: Uh, and the ramifications are instantaneously as we, as we talked about, maybe around December um, you are going to see immediate Jersey sales and you will see immediate uh, ticket sales. And that's what happened. Uh, Harper's, jersey sale uh, his number three jersey for the Phillies broke the record I think maybe LeBron had the previous uh, record shattered the record uh, for jersey sales in a a 24-hour period and the Phillies quoted something like 200,000 tickets were sold in a you know a few days span uh, after uh, the announcement I mean you know that's instant. You see that, right? You see it right, right. away, right? The excitement, yeah. Uh, and not to man, not to mention the the you know the the companies that are going to want to get in on advertisement, right? Uh, what TV and radio uh, deals are going to look like moving forward? This money, money, money.
0: This was the kind of free agent signing possibility that doesn't just impact your team in terms of the 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 play on the field. It impacts
1: your whole franchise yeah so I uh, you know I was looking at some quotes by uh, the Phillies owner um, John Middleton and I I don't know if you've seen any of these Uh, they're fascinating Uh, this guy's made a lot of money in his life and I'm not going to read this entire quote uh, but this is uh, Middleton talking about his decision uh, to go after Harper Uh, he says my franchise value has risen dramatically over the last 25 years I don't need it to rise anymore if it does fine I'm here to win, and I think your guy, and this is him talking to Scott Boris, your guy can help me win. This guy is about winning. Right. I've made right. a lot of money in my life. You know what? If I make more great, I'm not out to make more money. i bring bringing championships to Philadelphia, right. and I want this guy on my team. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Yeah. I thought that was refreshing. In an offseason, in a free agency that has gone horribly wrong for the Sox, uh, our owner, Reinsdorf, has kept his mouth shut as far as we know. Yeah. And has let knuckleheads, uh, I'm sorry <laughs> to say, like Kenny Williams do the talking. And, uh, and, and that's what we're seeing, you know, in the Sun Times just a few days ago uh, Kenny Williams going off. And, and I, I, hold on. L- let me just. And, and good on Harper for wearing number three, and he's letting number 34, Roy Holiday's jersey sit. You know what? I've worn 34 all my life out of respect for Roy Holiday and his family. I'm going to leave that there. I'm going with number three. I thought that was a classy move by yeah. Harper. Yeah. Um, you know, and then now he's talking about, well, if you don't think I'm, I'm not talking about Mike Trout, you're crazy. Right. I'm talking to Mike Trout already. Right. Right. All right. Call it what you will. I'm starting to recruit players. In in that in. And we knew that was going right, to happen,
0: right? Because once, when, when Philly had first got into this whole free agent, uh, you know, uh, period, th- there was talk about some type of one-two punch because yeah. they had the money, mm-hmm. and uh, I, again, it's just, it. I mean, it's a shame when, really when you is. hear the quote from Middleton, and then the quote you put in our in our prep sheets here for from, from Kenny Williams oh, about yeah yeah uh, say it go yeah. ahead it's a shame if the socks are viewed as cheap mm-hmm. I mean like what do you care he's always cared so much about what people think about the team it's always he's got
1: such an ego doesn't yeah, he he really like, does
0: you know the only thing Ugh. that people care. And listen, if you are cheap, you will be viewed as cheap, and that it looks was like cheap a, it because was you cheap. didn't play yeah. the game
1: the right way. Right. How right. many times do I have to say this? I feel yeah. like one of those dolls that you pull the string and out, you know, punch yeah. a bunch of quotes. Listen,
0: if you're gonna, if if you're willing to go to twenty five, then what's what's thirty? If you're gonna get the one of the best players in the in the league and everything that comes with that.
1: Williams is missing the point, and uh, I I don't know who exactly the PR person is for the Sox, but someone has to say to him, stop talking. This is our message. Han, you know, Han sounds pretty intelligent. You could tell he's coming uh, from an angry, pissed-off angle, but he's saying the right things uh, without, you know, getting berated as much.
0: Well, Uh, and and, and Williams... First off, brought the story back up he did. by he saying really that did. great point, and and then the other thing, the thing about keeping the core prospects around to pay them, oh, you know, a few yeah. years down the road. Who cares? That that's not what that. Yes, you have to worry about that as a franchise. I get that, but to now. Bring that back in as some type of excuse for why you didn't go all the way with mm-hmm. Manny. It all just mm-hmm. like nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And, and again, I yeah. go back to something we talked about episodes ago when this when we were starting to get the sense that maybe this wasn't going to happen. Why did you bring it up so early right, in the right, right. in in mm-hmm. the free when when free agency started? Why did you say? we're all in and we're going after these guys because all you did was raise expectations to a fever pitch, especially if you weren't going to, if you knew you weren't going to be able to deliver, then why have ever said anything about
1: Mm -hmm. it? Uh, Excellent point. And uh, there was an article from Barry Rosner in the, uh, in the uh, Herald, the daily Herald that spoke to that point. Um, If they were always saying 2020 was the year, well then why didn't you just keep your mouth shut? Yes, you know you because add a couple... everybody
0: was fine with that. <laughs> right. The, 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 right, Now
1: the, the the plan was going along. 18
0: ended. You knew Eloy was coming up. Mm-hmm. We're building. We're building. We're yeah. going towards this, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you throw this gasoline onto the fire, <laughs> and yeah. and then and then you turn around and you're like, oh, I don't understand why everyone's
1: angry. It, it, exactly. There you go. Uh, you've dissected it perfectly. You know, I've never seen a fan base so excited for 90 lost teams, 100 lost teams, because they knew the plan. We all were listening to the plan. We were patient. And then when you get everybody in a lather in November, like you're speeding things up a year, just to fall on your face and then try to spin it back to the fans of like, well, I think the fans are going to support us when we try to keep this core that no one has seen all play together yet. Right, right, right. I, I'm sure they'll be behind that. Well, the Sacks have never really done anything like this. They've never tried to keep a, a core together, uh, you know, with extensions down the line.
0: I'm sorry, you can't promise me some pipe dream about an unproven core of players that it 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 just doesn't work. That's not going to make me or a fan base feel better after you missed out on one of two. Can't miss free agents.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and who's caught in the middle is really Renteria, who I, you know, I love. I, I hope he sticks around. I hope they continue to believe in this guy. I think he says the right things. I think his players believe in him. And, and he was quoted in the Sun Times, and he's trying to steer this thing back on the road. And, and you know, he, he said in the Sun Times, uh, I believe we're above where we were two years ago. It's time to start answering many of the bells that are rung because you cannot live in a perpetual rebuild. There is truly no purpose for a perpetual rebuild. And, and bingo, okay? Some of these guys like Radon, Anderson, I'm going to say Mancada, okay? Bells rung. You need to figure out right. if your talent that you thought you had is going to be provided for you, at the major league level? Is your body going to let you to do what you thought you could do? Because we need you. And if it doesn't, then we need to move on. But this perpetual rebuild of, you know, constantly adding these, these like, you know, middle relief, these C-level relievers and and a couple, uh, you know, extra, uh outfielders or platoon first baseman that might be past their prime as we kind of wait for the prospects to emerge and maybe we'll catch lightning in a bottle with somebody. It doesn't work. That's not what we're looking for right here. Yeah. We're looking yeah. for sustained success. Yeah. I mean,
0: well, at, absolutely. And at some point in, and, and this was always going to be the danger for the Sox when it when it came to doing a rebuild, and credit to the fans, who who st- have stuck by the team, you know since the beginning when the GM and you know uh, Williams came out and said we got to do this, and this is mm-hmm, what it's going to mm-hmm. take, and it's going to be painful, but stick with us. But man, at some point, you've got to start showing that y- you can't lose a hundred games again and then again, and expect people to keep buying tickets and yeah. keep coming out and wow. keep, you know, that yeah. per, as Renneria perpetual said, perpetual yeah. rebuild. Yeah. That, that, that,
1: that's, that's a fear I think of a lot of fans right now. And I wouldn't include myself in that. I, I, there's a lot of silver lining and I'm still very hopeful. Um, yeah, I'm seeing some good things, uh, from the players. I kind of want to see some good things from in uh, spring training. I, the, the, there's the jury's still out on a lot of guys too. Um, you know, we're going to get another wave of players up this year and there's going to be another wave, uh, next year. Um, but sooner or later, you're going to have to spend some money. Yeah. You're going to have to get some established talent, uh, on this team, not just hope that you can get it on the cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're going to sign them to extensions because that's not guaranteed. Right. Uh, there are teams that are finding that out. Uh, so what do you do as a fan? You know, uh, you can protest and not go to games. I mean, I don't think a lot of ticket revenue goes into an owner's pocket. A lot of it is uh, advertising. You know, a lot of it is corporate sponsorships, uh, TV, TV deals. deals. Um, what do you do? I mean, what do you do? So I I uh, was wondering if uh, you maybe, I don't know, ever uh, decided to go on the brown bag fan <laughs> approach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wearing like, a brown bring bag lunch to a game well no, and then okay. eat your lunch and then put the brown put bag the big, on uh, your head yeah cut out a couple holes and then write something in the sharpie marker uh I, you know because that's that's the way fans protest i've I not done that you've at never a wo- game. you've never worn uh, no have you ever been at a game and you've seen somebody wearing a brown bag boy on their head? i don't know i mean i
0: lived through the end of the Wanstead era <laughs> and uh and watched the back-to-back fifty-point blowouts during the second Tressman season for yeah. For, for, yeah. for the Bears, and I felt like, you know, during those games I was hate watching. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, I had to watch. Right, it's a and car I was, crash. Sure, and and I felt like there was a, a brown bag element to the way I was engaging with the, mm. with with, mm-hmm. with the team, right? Because is it was a team I loved and I wanted them to be good, but I hated the team at the same time because of the way ownership mm-hmm, was running mm-hmm. it because of the coaches, because of certain players. It's only within the last, I would say, maybe the end of the previous season and and into this, into the last season that I've really kind of come back to where it's like, Oh man, I love watching Bears games, and yeah, I love sure there was
1: know, a there was a darkness for a long time. Yeah. So and and same thing, um, Hawks. You could talk about the Hawks in the late nineties, early two thousands. Boy,
0: I think that I think the Cubs have had a couple of of runs where you just like God, there, there were some of those teams I just could not stand some of the yeah. players on there. But you know,
1: I've never seen anybody um, with a brown bag. No, uh, on no, their, like no. I've never seen that show up on Sports Center or on you know GN News or anything of. You know, you know, here comes another disastrous season. Yeah. You could tell it because fans are bringing the brown bags there out. There
0: might have been some of those mid, like, what, what year was the Lee Elia rant, uh, you know, were some oh, of those, gosh. like, yeah. Cubs teams? Where yeah. I, I was going to ask you, like, have yeah. you ever felt that way about one of the Sox teams where you just, like, despised the, 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 the team? And, and what was, like, the, the whole aura around the mm-hmm. team where you were just, like, I, I'm always a fan of, of this team, but yeah. these guys I don't like, and I don't like what's yeah. happening here.
1: I, I, you know, I, I thought Ventura oh, kind of – Some of those Well, he got just, thrown under the – I mean, he should have never been the manager, but again, they didn't know what the hell they were doing, so they decided to put a fan favorite in the managerial yeah. position. I, he, he I had no business. I blocked that out, had, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, some of those yeah. were just sure. torturous. Yeah, Uh that – some of the Jerry Manuel years before Gian were, oh, yeah. were really rough because Manuel had the personality of a bologna sandwich. <laughs> uh, and you just like show some life, man. Yeah. Uh, but. I have never, you know, I don't. I, what does it take to wear, you know, to to do the brown bag? I, that's I was such trying a to Cleveland thing. Well, I, you know, I went and I, and I did some some recon, and you know, it starts with the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, oh, who that's right, who used to call yeah. themselves the Aints back in the yeah. early '80s, maybe even 1980 exactly, and they brought the brown bags to the games and started, you know, wearing that, you know, fan incognito kind of thing, and then the Tampa Bay Bucs, who had just some horrible oh, teams wow. when they first yeah. came into the league. Are known so, for is, the brown is it more bag. of a football thing? I, I'm then? finding more football teams, Detroit Lions, yeah. who just can't get out of their own way half the time. Uh, folks are wearing the brown bag now. I found uh, the 76ers, which up until a couple years ago, yeah, they had you know, believe in the process kind of thing, and the process <laughs> was not going very no. well.
0: <laughs> oh, wrong process,
1: wrong process. Uh, the Maple Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, have some history with the brown bag fans, huh. uh, which is kind of sad because they're original six, and but they have some horrible, horrible records yeah. if you look into things. Yeah. Uh, and then the Mets, the New York Mets, uh, and, and they play kind of into the Sox situation yeah, because right. they are the second team. Right. right. They have always been the second team in New York. Right. And aside from, you know, a couple World Series appearances in the last 25 years or so, they really haven't done much. No, no. And there's been some rough years for them. Man, that. Can you imagine the Yankees just just doing what they're doing? And you are a Mets fan having to share space with a Yankees fan.
0: In in they've had recently too where they had that three headed uh, pitching uh, you know that kind of it was uh, Syndergaard who else was was on that Degrom kinda, De, Degrom yeah. and uh, the the other guy I think got hurt and then everything then they all got hurt and it yeah kind of fell yeah, apart but right. they, they they looked did. like they, they really were gonna go, really gonna uh, take take a run there and then they sho- really that did. all fell apart yeah
1: I mean. Uh, it's like you never know when it's going to collapse on you. You you have to take advantage of it when you have it, because that window sometimes does not stay open very long for a variety of different things. And injury is one of those things. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I just found that to be kind of interesting. I I've never seen Brown bags at a Sox game, not to say that it hasn't happened, nor have I ever felt like I am so dejected. Now I'm getting close here. This, this Reinsdorf business has really got me fired up, but you know, I believe in these players that are on the team and I do believe in Ricky Renteria and and I like what I hear and see from some of the guys that are gonna be coming up this year and next year and I, I just thought I'd bring that up, see if you've ever gotten to a bra- brown bag point. Um, yeah, because philosophically, I, know you, I have with well, the Bears. have the never, Bears closer than I yeah, have.
0: I, I've never worn it, but I felt it in my heart.
1: Some of those Bears teams, <laughs> oh, man. Were, it's torture. We're just, were just awful.
0: And, and I don't think you can be there yet with the Sox. Because, no, because not what, yet. What's disappointing about them right now is front office. Yes. Now, once... Yeah. Once we get on to the field, and if this team just—if if this team is worse than last year's team, which would be hard to do—I mean, you'd really have to try mm-hmm. to, to to lose 100 yeah. games again or, and and more. Um, then, if that's what happens, then I think you're going to see a a revolt by fans pretty yeah. quickly because. Yeah. You need to get back to your quote unquote plan right. and show some progress this year. You have to, you we, to we have to progress. see
1: uh, progress. Speaking of what's going on in the field, um, Sox had a split squad game uh, today. Uh, they lost both. Uh, they are sitting at 3-8, and eight, uh, maybe a couple ties if you factor that in. How are we doing um, on the no errors? <laughs> that, has, uh, that has ticked up since okay. the last time we talked. Okay. Uh, that zero error streak ended rather okay. quickly. Right. Uh, right. I think in yesterday's game they had three errors. Perfect. Uh, so right. they're back in midseason form. Yeah. <laughs> So I you know a couple there's some highlights, there's some lowlights. Um, you know, we're not quite at the halfway point of spring training. Um you're still you're seeing some players just just play for the first time. Dylan Cease pitched today for the first time, who's a guy that we're hoping we see up in the bigs uh this year through one inning. Um, gave up a couple of hits, no runs. Um Eloy uh homered Homer today, yeah, Zach Homer, Collins yeah. Homered, um promising signs. Uh I've got Tim Anderson as my is my is my sole highlight right now. I mean, he's hitting the ball, and extra base hits too. I mean, in in nineteen uh, at bats, he's hitting four seventy. Wow, four seventy four. I mean, it's a, it's a small sample size, but he and he's got the speed, man. I think he had like I don't know twenty something doubles last year. He could get forty doubles, no doubt in my mind. He's got the speed to do it. And uh, I, I just like the consistency, you know, yeah. with the bat.
0: Well, he, I mean, as you look at the comments he had after the Machado yeah. uh-huh. miss. And, get on my back. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this I could it. be a huge year for him. Yeah. It, it, it really could. And I, I don't know how often spring training translates into regular yeah, season. We'll get, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw some
1: numbers you know. at you in a bit here. Did, did yeah.
0: he close out? 18 strong as well uh, yeah he I was mean, yeah, I thought he was trending in the much, right I mean but...
1: errors were something that was still kind of nipping at him but I thought his offensive production was trending in the right direction so that I'm, I'm you know very happy to to see that so far the low light though is Mankata Yoan Mankata man he's had 20 at-bats nine strikeouts Ugh. I mean that that leads the team uh Um, no one's even close. I mean, he had over 200 strikeouts last season. Uh, this guy needs to figure it out. I mean, I don't know if it's the taking multiple pitches at the beginning of an at bat. He's very selective. Um, I, I just, I have not been happy with, uh, what I've been seeing offensively from him. Um, so can you live with the strikeouts if,
0: you know, he's walking and, and, Hitting I, home runs? I, I, depend-
1: I, That's a that's a difficult dance. Uh, I don't think so. You have to decrease those strikeouts because we want you on base. Yeah, you've got yeah. the speed. Uh, we need you on base. Uh, yeah. If anything, what, what did the, you
0: say he had last year? He
1: had over two hundred Ks. Oh, that's too man. many. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's that set a record. That's um, too many. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Julian. I mean, uh, um, thank you.
0: I don't know a lot about baseball, but that that feels like too it many. just feels
1: like too much. I don't know. Uh,
0: feels like a big number.
1: Uh, injuries, though, not too much to speak of. Uh, Polka has got a hamstring issue, uh, could be from dehydration. Dane Dunning dealing with this pesky forearm thing that is uh popped up a few times before. I didn't really think we were going to see Dane Dunning this year, anyways. Um, Luis Basabi, uh, an outfield prospect, uh, broke a wrist uh, a few weeks ago. He, he's going to be out or, for his. His or somebody else's? <laughs> I should have been more specific. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he broke his wrist. Okay, thank uh, you. Not with his other wrist, but a ball <laughs> hit his wrist. Uh, he'll be out for a few months. And then the one that really irks me is uh, Luis uh, Robert, uh, who is uh, supposed to be an amazing uh, outfielder. I, I cannot wait to see this guy up at the major leagues, uh, and I don't think we're going to see him maybe at the end of this this year, but I definitely uh, I'd like to see him next year. He has re-injured his thumb today, and that's like the third time he has injured his thumb on sliding head first. Uh, he's trying to stretch a double into a triple or a single right. into a double, right. and he's, 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 he's jamming his thumb. He tore a ligament a, a year ago. Yeah. You know, I, someone on, on, on Twitter uh talked about giving him those Hulk hands. Uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, slide yeah. with <laughs> Well
0: uh, I is it uh I know I've seen some some other guys in the league wear kind of like
1: like a pad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah like absolutely, some, good it, point. It looks like an oven maybe you know something. This is what but, we're but gonna still, do. But still
0: to me, slide, <laughs> don't don't slide head first, stop.
1: I mean why? Why in spring training? But I like this oven mitt idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we should get a black oven mitt from the dollar store and then just with white <laughs> output, good guys talk back, feel better soon. It's a And just wear idea. this yeah. please when you slide. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great idea. What about
0: Lopez? He's been yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? I, I was
1: watching the game yesterday on MLB uh, uh T V and on, on their website. I don't know, he's leaving a couple pitches up. Um, you know, I he has one bad inning, and it just eats him. Um, I I don't know what to tell you about that. He seems like he's not worried about it, but it kind of happened last year too. Um, yeah. yeah. When he's right, he's right. When he's wrong, it just crumbles on him. And it's yeah. that one inning when he gives up multiple runs, and he just can't rally to get the composure. And that comes with, I think you know, just having some veterans around and just being able to do it. Yeah, you're going to
0: need more than seven, uh, seven wins from him this yeah. season. Oh, I'm, so, I'm expecting be... a big
1: year. I'm hoping yeah. for a big year uh, yeah. from him. So uh, what does this all mean, right? What does spring training, uh, what do these records mean? I mean, the Sox were 16-12 and 12 last year in spring training. If above 500, lost 100 games in the regular season. Um, in, in 2016, which after the end of 2016, they started the rebuild. They were 17 and 13. They started the season 23 and 10, and then just completely the bottom fell off. Yeah. 2009's the last time the sacks saw postseason play. They were 11 and 19 in spring training yeah, uh, so if I'm looking at numbers, if I'm looking at a record, I'm saying eleven and nineteen, I don't know what, what I don't know what to expect this coming season. Well, they won the division, yeah, uh, and went on for postseason play. And then in two thousand and five, your World Series year, they were fourteen and eighteen in spring training and ended up being having the best record in baseball. Right. so I those samples don't tell me much, but then you look at what Boston did last year in spring training. They were twenty two and nine in spring training. Wow. Twenty-two and nine and it did not stop. They yeah, took they that, went that wire, to wire. They went yeah. wire to wire yeah. and they won the World Series. Previous year in twenty seventeen when Houston won, they were fifteen and fifteen in spring training. So hmm. they were middle of the pack. Yeah. But they were dominant yeah. in the regular season. And then, you know, in twenty sixteen, the Cubs were eleven and nineteen in spring training. <sighs> and they pretty much went wire to wire. Yeah and won the World Series. So I don't think you can look at spring training, really, and read too much into it. I'm looking at injuries. I'm looking at things like the, the Lopez situation. I'm looking at the, the what Makata's doing, how he's seeing the ball. And, you know, I'm looking at guys like Anderson and, and if he's if he's able to get his extra base hits in.
0: I wonder if it, if it, if it matters to sometimes where the team is in their development, right? So I yeah, feel like that Boston sure. team had been on the come and they were pretty good. And so maybe that, that was just a, a, what
1: is going on tonight? (laughs) I just thought of something. Um, no, yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're a hundred, no, 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 no. you're a hundred percent right. Uh, they are, they were in a groove. They were, they were not dealing with any rebuilding issues. Uh, they had all the pieces put in place. Um, uh, gelatinous is what we would we would call that so it made sense uh, that they were going to put a good spring training record gelatinous? together yeah gelatinous it's like when everything's just like a mold like no, a, like, a, like a jello mold yeah, just yeah. molds it yeah. perfectly um so
0: what else you got on that last quick
1: thing before we say some goodbyes we'll have to get to the specialized <laughs> arms next week yeah, uh um, loogie the loogie article Lugie. yeah yeah um so usa today uh, came out with their projections, their their regular season projections. Everybody's chiming in. And yeah. ours is going to be in a couple weeks. Yeah. Every publication is chiming in with their projections. Yeah. And uh, this was the most generous to the White Sox. USA Today is calling the Sox at 75-87, and 87, which is a 13-game oh, increase. 13-game increase.
0: Which is a lot of games. It's a
1: lot of games. Very and, generous. And that's still... Means we got a really long season. They might not at- realize we didn't get Machado and Harper. I'm going to have to look into <laughs> like the little blurb what they wrote. But worst in Major League Baseball. And, boy, if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan, you've been wearing it the last few yeah. years. And yeah. and I don't think there's a plan in place for them. 56-106 and is oh, the... Is the uh, projection. That's a brown bag. That's a brown season. bag. <laughs> That's a brown bag season. So we will,
0: we are going to do season bets. Yeah. And, we're going to do season bets. We haven't decided what our gentlemanly wager will, will consist of, but we would take recommendations yeah. on, on Facebook and Twitter for, for both of those. I was just going to read some of the things that we had yeah, sort sure. of talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. We were talking about win loss yep. record for the Sox Division finish, numbers for Eloy, yeah. um, wins for Rodan, mm-hmm. uh, Anderson's numbers. Sounds like we should add strikeouts oh, for, uh, yeah. for, <laughs> for, for Mancata. Yeah. And then I, I think it would be fun to also maybe make a bet as to uh, whether – the Phillies and or the Padres make the playoffs this year or not. You
1: um, know, and that would be interesting. A lot of projections are saying they might not even come close to winning their divisions,
0: respectfully.
1: The, uh, and really? And that, I found that surprising. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the Nats still have a pretty good ball club, but we'll get more into that in the next few weeks when we really break down yeah. You know, and we might even just predict, you know, kind of the rest of the, the league if we, we want to sure. have some fun. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: so we'll take some recommendations from you. We'll post something later in the week with yeah. a get a comment thread going on that. And obviously keep keep uh, liking us. and yeah. Reviewing the podcast. Absolutely.
1: And- uh, listen, subscribe. Uh, find us uh, on Twitter at Good TV. We really appreciate you uh, passing this podcast along to friends and family. Uh, We are Good Guys Talk Back. We are White Sox Chatter. That is fan-centric. Blue Collar. Uh, For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morowski. Go Sox.